I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is PsychHacks, Better Living Through Psychology. And the subject of today's short talk is, no is sufficient. So this is something that I encourage people to keep in mind whenever they're in a negotiating posture relative to a romantic partner, an employer, or even a friend or family member. And there is on the table a request that, for whatever reason, you don't want to do. The vast majority of folks, when put in this situation, will attempt to identify several plausible reasons why fulfilling the request would be impractical or inconvenient or unlikely to succeed, etc. And they base their rejection of the request on a constructed scaffold of reasons. And I generally discourage folks from doing that. The fact of the matter is that those reasons are almost always more like rationalizations. How can you tell? Well, if you really wanted to accept the request, then you would likely do so in spite of the difficulties involved. So they're not, they're really not the reasons why you don't want to do something. The reason why you don't want to do something in the vast majority of cases is that you don't want to do it. And my argument is that that's sufficient. You're not wanting to do something is sufficient grounds for not doing that something. You're wanting to do something is sufficient grounds for doing that something. The more we come up with reasons why we either do or do not want to do something, the more we inadvertently devalue the currency of our own wills and desires. On some level, we're communicating that even we don't believe it's enough that we don't want to do something, that our reasons are more valid than our desires. And this is how people over time can come to undermine the legitimacy of their own experience. Overall, I think it's better to see our agencies in our wills than it is to make our agencies contingent on more circumstantial factors. And this is important to consider with respect to negotiation as well, because if you reject an offer and you provide a bunch of reasons why you're turning it down, well, that actually leaves the door open for counter offers in future discussions. Because if the other person is taking your rejection at face value, they think, oh, okay, this person has an issue with X, Y, and Z which means that if I address issues X, Y, and Z, then the basis of the rejection disappears and I can expect to transform this rejection into an acceptance. When the fact of the matter is that if you really don't want to do something, it won't really matter whether that person addresses issues X, Y, and Z, you're still not going to want to do it. The danger here is that the other person will take the time to address your stated concerns, which kind of puts you between a rock and a hard place. Either you're going to have to admit that those really weren't the reasons for your rejection or to create even more reasons for your continued rejection, or you're going to go along with something you really don't want to go along with in order to save face. Most likely you'll reject the amended offer anyway, and then everyone's going to kind of feel a little resentful because their time was wasted. It's much better to just say that you don't want to do it from the outset. Why? Because I don't really want to do it. That's the end of the conversation. Your no is sufficient. So that's what I have to say on the matter. If you have a topic you'd like to have discussed in a future episode or would like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychhackspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.